Right, I think I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Cool. Let's rock and roll. In this week's episode, I chat to Andy Irvin. Andy is currently planning a charity ride on a bicycle from Cairo to Cape Town to raise money for the Quebecer Bicycle Project. He's previously cycled all the way around South Africa as well as from South America up to Canada. In this episode, he tells us about those previous experiences as well as his plans for the up and coming trip. Hey, 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 it's Podcast Friday, and thanks for joining me on this episode. <laughs> Maybe that's getting a bit old now. Um, yeah, so welcome to this week's episode. If you would like to watch the video version of this podcast, or this episode, you can head over to YouTube, search Bearded Fen. you'll find the channel there, it'll be episode 34. That is the unedited version, uh, in its raw format. I had to edit the audio version a little bit because I had a bit of a coughing thing going on there, and uh, once or twice I lost my lost my train of thought. But it's there. If you would like to watch it, go watch it. Like, subscribe to YouTube. That would be awesome. Yeah. So here's this week's episode. All systems go. So Andy, thank you very much for joining. Thank you. Um, it's nice to have you here. Um, we've never met before, so but I heard a story that you're going to be riding from Cairo down to Cape Town soon, and I uh, thought I'd have you on the podcast and so we can chat about that. But uh, you've got a bit of a backstory to all of this, so you're going to be cycling on a bicycle, so where did it all start with bicycles? Um, I used to race bicycles on the road um, for about five years. I raced all over South Africa, and it... I overtrained and, and, and got sick, so I stopped racing. When I stopped racing, um, I very slowly sort of started putting on weight. And after none of my clothes are fitting, I need to get a grip on this. And the racing didn't appeal to me again at that point, and, and I looked at bicycle touring. And for my, for my annual leave uh, for four years on the trot, for, for a month, I cycled around South Africa. I've, I've toured every province in South Africa. I've bicycled to the Sutu, Swaziland. And... Um, I, I decided I wanted to go big and, and do the real the real thing. Yeah. And um, I looked at cycling across Canada, which which has always appealed to me. I've never been to Canada, and um, I thought to myself, well, it's a big country. And I, I looked at the miles and I thought, I'm going to have to resign. I'm not going to do that in my annual leave. I need to resign from work. And the the the, the sort of decision to do that, I thought, well, if you're going to resign from work, you may as well go big. Yeah. And then I looked at the whole of of the Americas. And and I started in Brazil, Rio de Janeiro in June 2018, and in 15 months I pedaled 17 and a half thousand kilometers. I went Uruguay, Argentina. I went right through the Andes, Colombia, all the way through Central America, um, all the way up the west coast of, of of America into Canada. So it's yeah, 17 countries, 17 and a half thousand kilometers, and uh, yeah, life life changing. And uh, yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah. So you said you were working. What sort of work were you doing? My whole life, um, I've been involved in engineering. Okay. I, I, I'm originally from from England and uh, emigrated as a as a sheet metal worker by 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 trade. That's how I got out here. Uh, I used to run a sales office for a for a sheet metal fabrication company. And it was a Durban company. I ran the Johannesburg sales office. Um, and yeah, when it, when it was time to sort of sort of um, 
take the trip. Obviously, I had to resign. I rented my flat out, put my furniture in storage. Yeah. And then on the trip, you do a lot of thinking about a lot of things. And, and, and I decided when I went back, I, I was 50. I actually turned 50 when I was in Mexico. Wow. And you do a lot of thinking. And, and I thought for the future, I don't want to go back to my old job and my old industry. I want something different. And, and it's sort of bicycles, tourism, that sort of thing. And yeah, I got a job in a bicycle shop in Johannesburg, uh, in Edenville, actually, where I, where I live. And I've been there. But I've, I, the, the, the sort of desire to, to travel again and, and bicycle ride again is, 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 there. is there. Is there, yeah. And uh, yeah, so the next one's going to be Cairo to Cape Town. So yeah, so you said you were originally from, from the UK, right? Yes. How long have you been in South Africa? Um, I emigrated as soon as I finished my apprenticeship. So okay. I was 21 <coughs> when I, when I, when I okay. moved out here. To, I actually moved to Durban originally, yes, yeah. All oh, right. So you, and you still haven't lost your accent, eh? I'm uh, amazed. <laughs> yeah, it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. So, it's probably so not, probably uh, you've been here, what, more than 30 years in South Africa, eh? Uh, yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, it'll be about yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... Yeah. And then you said you, um, you you were riding competitively in South Africa? Or yes, did you yeah. I mean, do in, that internationally as uh, well? Just in South Africa, yeah. Just in, just South, in Africa. South Africa, yeah. yeah and what's, yeah. That, what's that like to be a competitive uh, cyclist in South Africa? Uh, I love it. I love racing. I've always loved competing um I, I when i wasn't racing i've done a lot of running in my, in my in my time i've sort of i've alternated between running and cycling ever since i was sort of came to this country and and that's what i like about the country is the outdoor yeah. the, the weather which allows you the the outdoor um sort of lifestyle and, yeah and sure. that's what i love yeah that's what i love yeah so you said when you wanted to um do this trip overseas to yeah. cycle uh and you said you're going to start you started in south america right yes um like what sort of preparation did you have to do? We're talking about weather. I mean, a lot of. I mean, you don't have a sense of what the weather is going to be like in those countries. Had For you been there before to those countries? I've been to um, Brazil and Argentina um, at Christmas, and my, my my the reason I don't live in England is because of the weather. If, if England had proper weather, I would still live there. It yeah, doesn't. sure. So my my, my sort of uh, description of my of my uh, of my planning was was to avoid harsh weather. Uh, my, my finish line was Canada. And was to get out of there before winter. Yeah. Um, and I started in in Rio de Janeiro because it was winter. It was in the southern hemisphere. But Brazil is a bit like Durban. It doesn't really have a proper winter. Okay. So I was able to dodge a lot of the um, winters. Um, uh, when I was in Uruguay, south of Brazil, I had a lot of rain. But then as I rode across the pampas of, of, of Argentina, it, 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 it dried out. Um Going through the Andes, it was hard. It was really hard. Mm. Um, it's cold. You, yeah. you, you're four or five thousand meters above sea level, sure. and it's cold and it's wet. But I wasn't there in the in the in the harshest of it. Okay. Um, and then when you drop down in Colombia, you drop out of the Andes, and then it's 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 tropical. And, and Central America was the other way, insanely hot. It was. Oh wow. It was touching forty degrees and humidity like I've never never known in my life. Um, even in Durban. Even in Durban, it was nowhere near. <laughs> Durban comes nowhere near to what what I had there. Um, yeah. I, w- I would buy. I'd buy water a gallon at a time, and uh, you just you just couldn't drink enough. It was it was incredible. But yeah. um, but I, I would have that over snow. Uh, mm. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, and and then as I say, I got up to uh, going up the west coast, um, and I reached Canada in uh, sort of got out in September again. It was cold enough. It was wet. Yeah. I got wet again. You know, in in, yeah. in in the not in sort of Washington State and Canada, I had l- plenty of rain. Okay, and that was long before winter. So yeah, I was able to get out before the before the, right. the real so winter. So you ended up in Vancouver when you. I finished in Vancouver. Yes. Vancouver, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, that's great. Huh? Yeah, beautiful I mean, city. It is. It is wet on that side. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost it, like Cape Town. Or not really. Uh, colder, 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 and more rain. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was then and chatting to people who live there. You know, the, it's dark and grey for nine months. Out of twelve, we in Vancouver. In Vancouver, really? yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful city, beautiful mm. city, really clean and rivers and parks and things. 
But um, yeah, the weather again is nice. Yeah. And the non-starter for me to live there. Yeah, it's yeah. Because like healthy. when I think of Seattle, I just think of rain. Exactly the same. Exactly yeah. the same as Seattle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That you know, I mean, it's relatively Seattle's close. It's relatively <coughs> close. I think That's it was. Right. I think it was a two or three day bike ride from yeah. from. Uh, from um, Seattle to, yeah. to Vancouver, yeah, very close. Oh, that's cool. So, I mean, going back to when you um, made this decision to go across, the, you said you were cycling competitively. You had overdone it. Yes. How did how did you overdo it? Um, I I I was racing. I remember it was twenty ten. I was racing very well in the first half of the year, and then we had the twenty ten football World Cup, mm. where I took a bit of a break, and you know the World Cup was on, etc. And I got going again to to sort of ramp up for the you know the ninety four point seven at the end of the year and. My my performances were going backwards, so you train harder, and then they go backwards a bit more, so you train harder even still. And my, and I had a terrible second half of the year, and that Christmas I went to England to visit my parents, and I contracted swine flu, oh. um, and I was put in an isolation ward for five days. Wow! And they ran a lot of tests on me. They, they were surprised I c- contracted swine flu. It's, you know, elderly people, pregnant women, youngsters, yeah. and I didn't fit the profile at all. Yeah. And the tests said that I'd run my immune system down to zero, and I knew, I knew, I knew at that point. This was self-inflicted. This is not why I'm riding a bike. This is not why I'm racing. It's the exact opposite. And and at that point, I I, I, re- I sort of retired from racing. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. And uh, yeah. so then you took a what a couple of months off to recuperate. Um, yeah, you 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 slowly sort of. Uh, I stopped I stopped training. Um, and you know then you go back to work. You know there's, there's bills to pay, and you you go back to work. And yeah. uh, and as I said, probably a year later, two years later, you realise your jeans don't fit anymore, and uh, you need to you need to uh, put a stop to this. And uh, yeah, so but. So that's how, as I say, it was a, it was a gradual process that, that that led me into sort of bicycle touring, and and now it's uh, yeah, a massive part of my life. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But like, like for instance, now you were saying that you would um, that you had overdone it when you were competitive and all that. How do you make sure that you don't do that when you're doing these long trips like you're talking about? Um, I've learned a lot about my body. I've yeah. learned a, I've learned a lot. I mean, I got sick on my trip now <laughs> um, in 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 going through the Andes and things. It's it's cold. It's wet. There's no there's no there's not much food up there. Nothing grows up there, you know. So there's no fresh fruit and veg and things. And uh, I got sick once or twice. Okay. And at that point, same thing. You just rest. You, okay. you, you have to rest, you know. And um, I hope I'm. I hope I'm older and wiser than I was, <laughs> sort of ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So now, when you decide that you want to do this trip, now you've got to start thinking about preparation. So there's the financial side of it. There's, you know, what do you take with you? You know, um, you you were talking earlier on about carrying. Water. I, I, I would imagine you were carrying water with you. You're buying a gallon at a time. So, what sort of preparations did you do for that first trip? Um, the first trip, it's ama- It's amazing what's out there on the internet now. You know, you, yeah. when you tell people that you're riding a bicycle the length of America, there's a bit of a shock and things. But when you look on the internet, it's all been done before. Yeah. You know, so there's 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 a lot of beaten paths. There's a lot of websites, etc. A lot of blogs out there. So you can do a lot of reading. And 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 it becomes clear that it can be done, and it has been done, and people are doing it right now. Um, so yeah, you 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 do your homework and you do your preparation. My, my next trip is going to be very different. Uh, my, my my America's trip was very much about me going on an adventure and not hammering myself into the ground and 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 trying to prove a point. It was about it. So I stayed in Rio. I landed in Rio. I think I spent a week in Rio before I even rode anywhere. You know, you're in Rio. Um, I, I when I got to Mendoza, I had two weeks off. Cartagena, Colombia, had a week off, so there was plenty of resting in there, you know. And and um, whereas my Cairo trip, my Cairo to Cape Town, I'm doing. I've got a different agenda. I want to do it much quicker. I want to do it much faster. I want to do it much lighter. Mm. Um, and this will be. Um, the, the, there won't be a stove. I won't be. I won't be cooking. It's going to be ultra lightweight. Um, one or two sets of clothes. Um, 
saw the saw the toothbrush in half to get the weight down. It's going to be proper. <laughs> it's a it's a different agenda. Yeah, it's a different challenge. Yeah, but I will be I will be. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And the other side of it is is um, this one. I want to raise money for charity. Uh, I've hooked up with Quebecer. Um, I don't know if you know Quebecer. They, no. they, it's a South African charity, and they 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 build bicycles here in South Africa in uh, Marico and they donate them to to underprivileged areas. But the people they don't just go out and hand out bicycles in a car park. The people have to earn them. So maybe have to plant crops. Maybe have to paint a school, etc. So it creates jobs in South Africa, and it and it also. In in it, the bicycle allows people to get to work, to get to clinics, to get to school. You know, if kids can ride bikes to school, they're, re- they're less tired. They're going to yeah. get better grades. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? They're going to get yeah, more sure. sleep and so on and so on. So, it obviously ties in cycling, and and I, I've set myself a challenge of um, raising 360,000 rand, which equates to 100 bicycles. Um, so, yeah, this 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 ride is not just for me. It's 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 for charity. So I'm looking for exposure. I'm looking for sponsors. Whereas. My previous tour wasn't about that. It was yeah, just, sure. it was, you know, it was, it was a different, different yeah. agenda. And this one, this one's different. Yeah. Yeah. You were talking about the, 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 the previous one, um, like in terms of planning, did you decide to stay in what, like hostels, backpackers, camping? What were, what everything, was your, everything, everything. Yeah. I, I was, yeah. I was hosted many times by, by local people along the way. I had a tent. Um, I stayed in hostels. I slept at petrol stations, bicycle shops, restaurants, bars, um, I slept wild, you know. In the Andes, again, you, you often you'd ride, and there's no you're not going to get to the next town, you're not going to get yeah. to the next village. So you sleep wild next to a river. Um, and do you feel safe doing that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really do. It's the same as when when I've ridden through South Africa. You, you're always told that the next town's a dangerous place. You know, mm-hmm. the next the next county or the next state is, is be, be careful. Um, but I've only I've only ever met friendly people, Andrew. I'm not lying to you. I've only ever met friendly people, and I think a lot of it is on a bicycle. You're not a threat to anyone. Yeah. Um, you know, when you ride through Mexico, you, you're on the roads that the, the drug barons control, you know, and things like that. And you speak to local people, you know, and they say, you know, you don't go down there. Whatever you do, don't stay on that road and go that way. Yeah. Um, because in truth, you know, the drug barons in and, and, and the gangsters in El Salvador and things, you know, a little gringo on a bicycle with a cell phone and a couple of hundred dollars is... It's yeah. a small change, you know. Yeah, it's exactly. not worth the hassle of getting sky cameras out there and think that. So, you know, you're actually quite safe. All, all it sounds, it sounds silly. You're in a dangerous, almost a war zone. Um, but uh, yeah, I think a lot of it. You, you you arrive at a place, you greet people with respect, and you smile. Mm. And uh, yeah, I I, 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 there's there's more good out there than bad. That's that's yeah, sure. that's what I found. It's not even yeah. a, it's not even a theory. It's what I have found and have experienced. It's the same in South Africa. You know, I've ridden through, um, as I say, all the provinces um, and and. Uh, I only meet friendly people. That's, yeah. that's that's all I do. I only meet friendly people. Yeah, well, that's good to hear because, I mean, you know, there is a lot of negativity out there about this country and other yeah. countries and all that. Yeah. That does put people off doing these kind of things. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's walking, cycling, riding motorcycles or whatever, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, you know, it is a bit negative. We've got it. We've, we've got it. Society, we've got it the wrong way around. <coughs> what, what we should be doing, we should be encouraging more people to go walking. We should be encouraging more people to ride bicycles. You know yeah. what I mean? Not that it's just leave it to the few and and hope they survive. Um, it, 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 it's it's people are inherently good. That's the truth. You know, we the, 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 we talk about uh, you know death on the road and things like that. No one wants to kill someone, mm. generally speaking. You know, um, yeah. but we need education um, and we need everyone to realize that 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 you know it, um, everybody would rather smile than to frown. Yeah, you know that's the truth. It's true. Yeah, that's the that's truth. True. It doesn't matter who you are, how, rich, rich or poor, where you're from. That's the truth mm. of a human being. And uh, yeah, it's uh, we overcomplicate things. <laughs> yeah.
So what was the best country that you went through on your last trip? Colombia. Colombia. Yeah, those Colombia. Um it's got it's got the what can I say? It's got the reputation before you even get there. Um but for me I've always wanted to go to Colombia and um but also the the way the way, I, the way my route was I I started in the Andes in Argentina and I went through Bolivia. I got really sick, altitude sickness badly. It took me a long time to get over that. And then you go through Peru, Ecuador and it's hard and you you lose weight. You, I'm thin now. I was incredibly thin by the time I got out of the Andes. And the Andes, you go through Ecuador, and then you you drop down in Colombia. That's when it's over. So mentally, you've got this monster behind you, and yeah. now you're heading for the Caribbean coast of Colombia. Do you know what I mean? Medellin, yeah. Cali, and these places. And the Colombian people, the South American people for that matter, but especially the Colombian people, they are the happiest people I've ever met. Oh, really? um, and they've got problems. They've got a. They've got, what can I say? corrupt governments and history etc and and poverty um and gangsters and drugs and things but the people themselves when you when you roll into a little village the people wave and smile straight away yeah. they not they don't come over and try and sell you something and hassle you they <laughs> wave and smile you know and um and it's the same in the cities you know medellin i spent a week in medellin and people in medellin they don't want to talk about pablo escobar that's the last thing they want to talk about sure. you know it's 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 like going to Germany and talking about Hitler. It's not what they want to talk about. You know, they've moved on. It happened. And the people just want to be happy. You know, there's music playing wherever you go. There's fresh fruit. Uh, there's beer. Um, there's beautiful ladies, um, which always helps a country. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, the weather. It was, yeah, Colombia. Uh, head, and, mm. head and shoulders. Head and shoulders, my, my, my favourite country that I've That's ever great. been to in my life, Colombia. Yeah, yeah and I've, I've heard that before. So you were talking about the altitude sickness? I mean, what's... How did you deal with that? You just um, that was something that again I read up on it before. And, and did you like acclimatize yourself? Go this, up did, and go down. Or well, you, the thing you is, you, you you're going up on a bicycle, so you're not actually going up very quickly yeah. compared to people flying to the fly <coughs> flying to these places and people going buses. You know, mm. I was on a bicycle traveling at 16 kilometers an hour, so I wasn't gaining altitude that quickly. But yeah. I was obviously I was very probably on a tired body, and it, it's only when you get to 3,000 meters and above that you can get altitude sickness. Yeah. And I got it the first time I went over. I went up to uh, 3,900 and then down to 3,006. I booked into a hotel. It was the last town, I remember, it was the last town in Argentina before the Bolivian border, Abrapamba. And um, I went up to the hotel. It was a cheap hotel. And I came down something to eat and I, and I felt my head start to go. And I knew, I knew straight away what this was. And, and you hope it's going to go away. And it, it just got worse. And... I cannot describe the pain to you, Andrew. I, I honestly thought my skull was going to break. It, oh, really? it's thumping, it is thumping. Oh, no. And I didn't speak very much Spanish at that point, and the lady in the hotel didn't speak much English, but she'd obviously seen a gringo with altitude sickness before. So she sort of points me down the road. There's a hospital three blocks away. And you walk down this road, and you've got no energy. Now you are, you are weak. And you go into the hospital, and they lay you on a bed, and they put you on oxygen. And it's like a... If you can picture a beach ball deflating... Your head is like that as you yeah. as you breathe in this pure oxygen, and it's like oh, this is beautiful. It's just like relief, honestly. Eh? You, yeah. And then you you lay there. I think I was there for half an hour, and um, and they've only got so much oxygen there, so that's all you're getting. And then and then and then they don't charge you for it; it's free. Yeah. But then you're on your way, and by the time I got back to the hotel, my head's banging again. So you know you just got to get out of there. You got you, mm. There's the only ways to get down. You got to get down in altitude. So I, I I paid for three days, left my bicycle, my kit, and everything. And then I just jumped on a bus and I went back down below 3,000 metres. Okay. Um, stayed there for three days. I went back. But to cut a long story short, it took me three weeks to get rid of it. I, it, I never had that pain to the level. Yeah. But I was weak 
and I had a headache for three weeks. Uh, eventually, I got to La Paz, the capital of Bolivia, and uh, which is 3,600 meters. And I stayed there for a week. And I said, I'm not leaving here until I feel human because I can eat properly. Yeah. I can rest. And then after that, I was fine. It, 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 but when you read into it, again, it's a bit like seasickness. Some people get seasickness, some people don't. And fat people, thin people, doesn't matter. The, the only statistic that's a fact is that men get it more than women. Oh, wow. That's it. Fit people oh, get it. Yeah, soldiers get it. it it's altitude sickness. And, and I think I'm just one of those people who, if I never go that high again, I'll be quite happy. <laughs> I don't yeah. need to, I've been there, done that. I don't need to go there again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So how's your Spanish now? <laughs> By the time I left Mexico, it wasn't bad because I'd been there for a year. I'd been in Latin America, obviously six weeks in Brazil, it's Portuguese, but the rest yeah. of it is Spanish. Yeah. And you're having the same conversation every day, introducing yourself, directions, accommodation, yeah. food. So you, you sort of, yeah, yeah, uh, dos gran cerveza, por favor. Yeah. Um, you remember that sort of thing. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, it's quite nice. It's, it is nice to slowly, and it is, it's obviously most of it disappeared now, but it, it is nice to communicate with people. And, yeah. uh, and again, the people, when, you, when, you, when you're in a little village in Nicaragua and you greet them in Spanish, that's all they need. The fact you've tried, you've, you've tried, you know, um, I think they get a lot of, particularly Central America, they get a lot of Americans coming down who just think they're stupid because they don't speak English. So when you make the effort, You've you've broken the ice. Yeah, you're you, you've the broken ice, the yeah. ice. You know, it's yeah, it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and and it's it's easy from there. Yeah. But does it get easier once you can speak a bit of the lingo? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Without doubt. Yeah, you can you can have a deeper conversation. You get better directions and things. So uh, yeah, <laughs> well, at least you understand the directions. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you were doing the trip, you were like you had in your mind that you needed to get to Canada. If you want to be out of Canada by by winter. Yes. As you're doing this trip, do you like are you constantly thinking about okay, well, okay, I've had a bit of a setback, that's messed my timeline up a bit, or did you just? Um, yeah, you you know you you know. You worried about? No, you just you, you know you're roughly heading in the right direction, and and you know you you know you're going to do it. You know what I mean? You, you unless you unless you sort of broke a leg and couldn't ride again. You know you're going to do it. You know what I mean. Um, and, and as I say, you just you, you you keep riding. And and I got there, and I think I spent, I think I spent three or four weeks in in, in Canada. You know, so but it was raining and it, and it was getting worse. Yeah. And and all I wanted to do my finish line. It's funny how you sort of set these little things for yourself. I wanted to watch ice hockey in Canada. Oh well, That's, you know one of the, and I love sport. I watched a lot of sport along the way, baseball and football in Brazil and so on. And uh, that was my sort of finish line. Get to Canada, watch ice hockey. Then I can go. I mean, I can yeah. job job done, and I managed to watch an ice hockey game, and I flew out the next day. It was, it was so yeah. Oh, that's it was great. a nice finish. Yeah. So, what sort of distances would you generally do in a day? Um, the longest day I had would probably be about 130, 140 kilometers. Okay. Because you 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 not. I wasn't. It wasn't a race, you know, mm. and 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 it was a question of. Um, I'd, I'd, I'm an early morning person, so you get up early in your ride, and I'd, I'd like to ideally get to the place by sort of lunchtime. So you can find somewhere to stay. Maybe you can have a mechanical. You don't okay. be riding into town at, after dark. So you, yeah. you you know you get there at lunchtime. You you beating the you beating the heat. Find somewhere to stay. Um, have a quick shower, a little walk around town, around the market, and you know experience a little bit of town. Maybe you want us to stay. You know this place looks interesting. I'm going to yeah, stay another day. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just the bicycle was just part of the trip. It, you know it wasn't it, it it wasn't about just riding a bike all mm. day long and doing nothing else. Yeah. Uh, the the, the Cairo trip is going to be different. It's going to be it's going to be a more intense. Bike riding, yeah, sure. Less of the tourist thing, mm. but yeah, it's a different different agenda altogether. Yeah, okay. A bike ride, a motorcycle ride. You like say, okay, I'm going to be staying there, and it's like 400 kilometers. And by lunchtime, you've only done 100. Yeah. And then the last in the afternoon, you have to do 300 because you've got to get to that B and B that you've booked or whatever. Yeah. So 
I've, yeah, I learned a valuable lesson the first time I did a trip like that was that, uh, first of all, you don't book something like that. Yeah. Just wing it. And B, um, don't rush. Yeah. Because what happens is like you get to a point where you're like rushing it so much that you're actually not taking in the the experience. Yeah, you know? yeah. And not taking photos and all that. So did you talking about that? Did you journal or did you? Yeah, you taking photos, posting them on Instagram as you. Yeah, in, Instagram. Stuff? Yeah, I, I I had Instagram. I wrote a blog um, okay. as I, as I was going. I I would post. I would make notes on my phone, and then roughly when I between eight hundred and a thousand words, I'd post it. So, roughly once a week, I, I I would I would put a blog up of about a thousand words and and maybe thirty forty photographs depending on what I've been and what I've seen. Yeah, and I'm glad I did because it's it's there now. It's 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 the, it's a diary that that you know I even randomly flick on it myself now and just remember yeah. when I was where you know and uh, yeah I'm glad well, I did that. Yeah, that was exactly what I wanted to say was that um, often you know we do these things and we don't document. Them. Yes, yeah. and it's not about documenting it for someone else to yeah see. Other people do enjoy seeing it, but it's for you to be able to reflect back on that. Yeah, and to say hey, well you know I did this trip and because yeah. I mean. You know, when you're experiencing it, you think, oh, I'll remember this. But yeah. in a year's time, you forgotten, like, some of the minor details. I remember I remember talking to myself. Uh, well, I spoke, talked to myself quite a lot, actually, on that <laughs> trip, I believe me. But I was, on, I was in um, California going through the Redwoods. And uh, you've, you, you're riding sort of Big Sur, the Redwoods, and it's absolutely beautiful. But, you know, you've seen some absolutely beautiful things already. Yeah. And I remember saying to myself, I'm riding and saying, don't turn off absorb this look at this yeah. do you know what I mean uh, and and I had to you know check myself particularly towards the end of the trip where, where you've just seen so much and done so much and mm. and the blog helped me with that because I would stop and I would take a picture and I would do you know what I mean and, like and, almost and, like full street yeah yeah, yeah. It, would, moment, it was yeah. it was sort of thinking I better get a couple of pictures taken and it was good um, and, and it didn't feel like you know work yeah. but um, I'm glad I did it yeah I really am glad I did it it did, it did help me keep my focus on, yeah. on, on enjoying today when you did that trip, did people know that you were doing that trip? Did you tell your friends and whatever? Yeah, I, 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 I I've written blogs even on my South African trips before. So I, I blogged before, and and people like people like them. And and before I went, you know, people were saying, "Are you going to do a blog?" I said, "Yeah, I'm definitely going to do a blog." And one of the reasons I won't lie, one of the main reasons was for my parents, you know, so they could see I'm okay, and, and yeah. not just a phone call, I'm okay. They could see the pictures, see me enjoy myself, and things. So I did that, and then, you know, the fact that your friends enjoyed them. Workmates and things that 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 that's that's a bonus. And obviously, along the way, you meet people. And the other thing that's nice is, I got a lot of help from reading other people's blogs. So it's like a karma thing, you know. You give back, you advise. You stayed at a nice place. There's yeah. there's, a, there's a bike shop here. That, you know what I mean? So it it's it's a it's a it's a like a community exactly sort creating. of thing. Yeah. And yeah. and and right now, I'm reading blogs now of people yeah. who are in Egypt, people who are in uh, Kenya right now. You know, so. It's it, and I will do the same and and, and try and be helpful and um, it, it yeah it's multi multi sort of serves multi purposes yeah yeah so on that trip uh, you were you were paying your own way you didn't have any sponsors or anything like that yes yeah how did you work out what your sort of daily budget was and um you you South America up on South America yeah you, South America is 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 relatively cheap um, even from a South African point of view bear in mind you've got no transport costs and you I was hosted a lot. And I camped a lot. Yeah. Uh, America and Canada was a different deal. I, f- I found America and Canada. I was consciously thinking about money, every single meal, and, and as you said about accommodation. Where am I going to sleep tonight? Yeah. Because you can't. There's a big homeless problem in America. You can't just pitch a tent like you can in Peru. Mm. Um, and campsites uh, could be seventy dollars, seventy US dollars for one night in a campsite. Wow. Um, so 
that was a non-starter for me as well. You know, I just I didn't have that that type of money. I'm in America. I remember there was a there was a there was a like a supermarket called Trader Joe's. I remember Trader Joe's, and I remember plotting on my map every Trader Joe from Los Angeles all the way to to the border because. I need to I need to call into Trader Joe's to stock up because it's the cheapest place I can find food. Oh, really? Yeah. Whereas in 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 Latin America, you're eating fresh mangoes for free, um, and it's beautiful, and mm. you know the meat is beautiful and everything. In America, I was eating corned beef and spam, and um, <laughs> and and it was expensive. You know, yeah. it, it, you know, even your Burger Kings and these things is were, were, were expensive. So, yeah, America and uh, Canada were hard from from a from a uh, financial point of view, yeah. but. but yeah, you 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 know, I was away for fifteen months, so yeah, on the whole, um, it 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 wasn't it wasn't too expensive, but but yeah, you 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 have to cut your cloth, yeah, accordingly, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was chatting to this woman that's doing the um, uh, Kinga, who's riding around the world on her motorcycle and everything, and she said you'd be actually surprised how inexpensive it is to travel like that, uh huh, because I mean, I can't, I can't remember what her budget was. But um, she just says because it's she's camping a lot of the time. Yeah, the only thing she really has to worry about is fuel on her bike. Yeah, and you know some food. Yeah, that's it. And as I say, yeah. for, for me, you can rule out the petrol because I'm pedaling everywhere. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, so exactly. um, you need the other petrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need yeah, food. One of the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two of those. Uh, yeah, you need liquid, but it's just a different liquid to petrol. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's talk about your. Um, your, your your trip that you're planning now. Uh-huh. So you're going to be. Um, you're telling me now. You when are you going to start that? You're going back to England for a bit. Yeah, um, I've, I I finish work uh, this Saturday, uh, and then I've got. I'm looking at between sort of four and six weeks to 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 sort of drum up some support, um, so for sort of sponsorship, etc., um, and awareness really of, of of what I'm going to do, and then then I will go to England, probably uh, mid mid April, beginning of April. Uh, I'll work there. Obviously, I've got the English summer then, so I can I can work and I can train. You know, it's going to be light nine o'clock, ten o'clock. So even if I'm working, I can still ride for three hours after work. And I, I, I need to be I need to be really fit for fit, this one. Yeah. I need to be really fit. So the English the English summer, although people laugh about it, it gives me a better chance to train and do that than 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 the Joburg winter. Sure. And I do want to spend time with my parents. That's the truth as well. Yeah. I've always said I want a summer with my parents. I'm 50 years old. I've still got both my parents. So. I don't want to procrastinate on this one. I need I need to make it happen. It's another thing I've always wanted to do. So um, yeah, do that, and then September uh, out to Cairo, um, and then pedal my way down. I'm I'm hoping to get to Joburg in about eighty days because I want to do the ninety four point seven. Okay. And then do the ninety four point seven cycle race, and then ride on to Cape Town. I, I think if I can get here in time to do the ninety four point seven, I really think by then I've ridden through Africa, coming from Botswana. Uh, visit Group Marico, which is the Quebec Quebec factory where they make the bicycles. Visit the people there. Ride on to Joburg. I think then I should be able to get some real media interest, which will really help the the, the sponsorship for the for the for the charity. Yeah, and then yeah, ride down to Cape Town and and uh, have a rest when I get to Cape Town. Yeah, yeah. So have you started engaging with people about sponsorship? Or uh, yeah, I've started with I've I've got some. Uh, my friend Derry is uh, helping me uh, put some promotional material together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been contacting a few people. We've got a few meetings lined up. But obviously, once I finish work on Saturday from next yeah. week, then I can meet people. I think it's one of these things you need you need the you need the face to face if you're expecting people to to to, to, to buy into to it. buy into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think they've got to meet me. I've got to tell my story. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, th- I do believe also people can get good 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 mileage from it, good exposure from it. I mean, sure. the bicycle that I ride is going to ride through Africa. You know mm. the 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 kit that I use is gonna be it's gonna be put to the test. 
sure. you know, and I'm going to be blogging and I'm going to be sending photos. And if the kit does what it's supposed to, I think it could be a great advert. Yeah. Uh, for, for, so for talking about the, the equipment, are you using your own bicycle or have you got a sponsored bicycle? Um, I'm looking, I've, I've actually got several bicycles, but none of them are suitable for what I want to do uh, okay. for, for this trip. I'm looking at my, my, my previous touring bicycle was... Um, that I used in, in the Americas is almost made of scaffolding. It's 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 a strong steel bike. It's sturdy. It's bulletproof. It had a hard life. It was heavily loaded. Uh, this the next trip that I'm doing is going to be much lighter. Um, the, the overall weight will be half the weight, and I'm looking at going almost twice as fast um, and and twice as long. So it, it's it, I'm looking at sort of a gravel bike. Okay. Um, and and as I said, ultra lightweight pack mm. and. Um, so yeah, that's something that I need to sort out. Hopefully, a sponsor can come on board and uh, help you out. We, we can yeah put 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 a put a bike to the test. Yeah, in well, in, in, in real you know in real time. In real time, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like you said, yeah. And then okay, what kits are you planning to take with you? So you got the bicycle. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be literally the basics of clothing. Yeah. Um, obviously, a helmet, glasses. Um, I'll, I'll have a water filter. I'm, I'm, I'm particularly Sudan and. Um, uh, Egypt at the beginning, there's, there's going to be it's going to be water issues. I uh, fully expect to be drinking out of the Nile, uh, so I want a good water filter. I want uh, I'd like good medical cover uh, yeah. because of uh, yeah where 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 I'm going. Um, a, a lightweight tent, everything just ultra lightweight. You know, yeah. lightweight tools. Um, clothing's going to be literally the basics. I'm, I'm probably going to have one set of clothing that I'll wear the whole time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, keep 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 it light and keep it fast. <laughs> and then. Uh, and you said you're going to do it a lot quicker. You want to do it in 80 days. Yeah, I'm so looking. You like worked. Well, okay, how did you work out 80 days? Was was a realistic, um, a good challenge? Put it that way. I can. I, I, it give me. I'm looking at about 140 between 140 and 160 k's a day. Okay. Uh, which which I believe I can do is 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 sort of sort of six hours six hours riding um, a day. And you're gonna obviously you're gonna have the odd day. You're gonna get held up at the border. Mm. Very probably gonna have one or two days where you get sick. That's, I think it'll be wishful thinking to, to to expect to get all the way through Africa without it. Um, but but also the route, the route that I'm looking at, with the greatest respect, I'm, I'm not sounding blasé here. It's 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 a quick route if you know what I'm saying. In terms okay. of you're not going through the Andes. Yeah. You know, th- there's a lot of it that's going to be pretty flat. Yeah. Um, and you'll be able to crack on and 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 bang some miles out as long as you, as long as your body and your and your equipment can 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 take it. Okay. And the road is not as the road is not as corrugated as what people think, yeah. if, if you know what I'm saying. From what I'm reading, and I've spoken to people who have done it, you know, it it, it is almost tar the whole way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's it's. I'm hoping not to be pushing <laughs> sort of too much. It's going to be you know banging out the banging out the miles sure. at, at a decent speed. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is your route going to be? Uh, Egypt, uh, Sudan, obviously avoiding avoiding South Sudan. That's a non-starter. Mm. Ethiopia, Kenya, Tanzania, Zambia. Uh, possibly into Malawi, I'm not quite sure yet, um, and then Botswana, and then back into South Africa. Okay, great. And then yeah, sort of Gaborone, Joburg, and then down down to Cape Town. Yeah, so looking at roughly speaking about twelve thousand kilometres. Yeah. Sure. So a little bit a little bit shorter than last time, but a little bit quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be great if you if you uh, as you come into Joburg, you just join the back of the queue for ninety four point seven, and you just carry on. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Get the timing right. Something like that, yeah. If I time it right, yeah. If I time it right, yeah. Uh, and then, so okay, so you're doing this trip. Um, you're going to get some sponsors, and uh, so what are you going to do along the way to let people know how it's going? And um, yeah, I'm going to be blogging. I'm going to be blogging. Um, okay. Obviously, I've got I've got a Facebook page. Uh, I've got Instagram. Mm. Um, so obviously, th- th- those will be more 
literally instant that, that I can do. And then and then I, yeah, I want to I want to document it uh, in 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 a blog that that as I say is is interesting for people. I think mm. everyone's got perceptions. It was interesting the number of people that I met in Colombia, Colombia and Honduras and places where pretty recently there's been a lot of gunfire and a lot of people getting shot and things. And, and you tell me from Johannesburg and they just shake their head and say, wow, how do you live there? Mm. You know, Africa does have this perception of being a, a terrible place. And I don't believe it's as terrible as what people believe it to be. Yeah. And, and, and you know, people said I was crazy to go to South America and a lot of doom and gloom merchants. I'm not trying to prove anybody wrong, but, but I did it. You know, yeah. and 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 I believe it'll be the same in Africa. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm well aware of 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 the risks from from from. You know, you've got to ride through the desert for starters. You know, there's there's real challenges there, but from a people point of view, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm looking forward to meeting people. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to meeting people. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I, I like meeting people. Yeah, that's great. And, yeah, because uh, yeah, I mean that's the same thing when I was ch- uh, chatting to Kinga. She was also saying that she didn't really want to come into Africa because of the stuff that she had heard before. Yeah, yeah. Now that she's been in South Africa, yeah, she doesn't want to leave. Yeah, she's saying that she's probably going to spend the next eighteen months to two years yeah. in, in in Africa. Yeah, you know, she was just um, yeah, she was amazed at um, how pleasant the people are, how friendly the people yeah. are. She said because I mean, you know, with a big motorcycle, she's a woman. You know, sometimes she gets stuck in sand. Yeah, the bike falls over or whatever. Everyone's willing to help. Yeah. Get you going again and all that kind of stuff. It's the same everywhere. When when I was told, I remember when I was in America, I was in California. I think it was my last day in California, and um, you're going to go to Oregon next. And and the guys, the old boy, I was at a petrol station just having something to drink, and this old boy comes to me. He says, "Oh, you're heading you're heading south." I said, "No, I'm heading north." And he looked at me. His eyes went. He says, "Uh, "You going to Oregon?" I said, "Yeah, I'm going to Oregon." He said, boy, you better be careful there. He said, those hillbillies in those pickup trucks, they're going to ride you off the road, boy. He said, best you hitchhike your way through there, my boy. And, and he was genuinely, and he, and he was, I think we were maybe 10 miles away from the border. And you get to Oregon, and the people are just friendly as everywhere else I've been. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, just, it's just the way we are. Yeah. It's just the way we are. Uh, the, 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 I don't know. And it, it just, it just, the more we talk about it, the more it happens, the more people believe it, you know? And, sure. and when you actually go there, it's just not the case. Yeah. And I mean, do you think, do you th- uh, I would imagine people that see you riding on a bicycle and if they happen to ask you where you're from, is it like there must be some sort of level of respect because, I mean, a lot of people would love to do that but are too scared to do that. And then they see someone doing it and they they just want to know, okay, what's your story? Yeah, where you're yeah, from? that's it, that's it. People people always want to talk to you. Yeah. You know, and I, 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 I when I first thought about the Cairo thing I actually looked I'd, I'd seriously looked at trying to break the world record for a 50 year old man mm. to do the Cairo to Cape Town and then I, I started looking at the mileage and things and I thought if I go for this I won't I won't have time to talk to anyone mm. do you know what I mean I, yeah. I literally won't have time to talk to anyone and I thought no I'm gonna no I don't, I don't, I don't want the world record that bad. <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't even get the world record. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to even go so for the world record. So you don't even want to put that on. No, that, I, on I, that I, I want to, I want to be, I want to be, finished riding at one o'clock, have a shower, yeah, and be able to sit down and have a chat with someone, you know. Sure. And then get on my bike tomorrow and ride again, you know. And and that's that's what I'm looking for on this trip. Oh, that's great. It's going to be hard, but yeah, I still want to talk to people. Recovered everything from your trip. Uh, yeah, just in, as long as you, <coughs> if you're going to invite me back, when I'm, of when course. I'm, when I'm. Yeah, when I'm back here, yeah. So, okay, let's talk about that. So you're going to be traveling, you're going to be blogging. Yes. Um, you're going to be letting everyone know about what your progress is. 
You're going to take a cell phone with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And laptop or just um, a cell phone? And Previously, I just had a, this is all I had on my last trip. Okay. Uh, just a cell phone, but yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe a small laptop. Yeah. Um, and what was like, uh, like in your South America trip or that last trip that you did, um, what was the like sort of internet connectivity like? Uh, very good. Was very good, very yeah. Good? Yeah, really surprised. Yeah. Obviously, when, when you get to the isolated parts <coughs> of the Andes, there's nothing. Um, a lot of Bolivia, there was nothing. Um, but but yeah, the more, more, better than I thought. Really, it really okay. was better than I thought. Yeah, yeah. we we um, yeah, it's it's it's, and I'm hoping Africa will be similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be good. So even yeah. if you're on your way and you happen to get into a uh, internet cafe or something, yeah. or you get good connectivity, you must communicate, and maybe we can do a we can do a, like oh, a fantastic a conversation yeah. on the phone or WhatsApp yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Then we can fill people in on how you're doing. And oh, I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I've got, and obviously, if people want to follow me, uh, Instagram is uh, Team yeah. Team Pie Tours, one word, and uh, Facebook. I've also got a Facebook page. I've started now, uh, Team Pie Tours, P I E, Team Pie Tours. Cool. So yeah, so I'll put everything in the show notes, and people will be able to find it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, no, great. it'd be cool to have a chat on the way down and have a chat yeah, when we get absolutely. here again. I really appreciate that, Andrew. Thank well, you. Well, definitely, when you get here, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but uh, if you got good connectivity, then we can, yeah, we can set something up and we can fill people in on how you're doing. Sounds great. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, any thanks so so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much, and good luck with your trip. Eh? Thank you. Cheers. See you again. Cheers. Well, there you have it. We definitely wish Andy all the best for his trip. And I will definitely bring you up to speed uh, on his progress as he cycles down through Africa. So all the links are in the show notes. Uh, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And also send your thoughts through on this episode and the podcast in general. And that, my friends, is the end. I'll catch you next time.